everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 488. Today we're going to take a look at the first expansion for the Versus System two-player card game, and this is the Defenders. Uh, so this is many of the characters that you might see on the Marvel TV series that are showing up on Netflix. So Daredevil and the Kingpin, uh, the Punisher, and so on. Uh, this is the first expansion, like I said, it's kind of a small box, but it does add a fair a bit of cards to the game and kind of fleshes out the metagame just a little bit. So let's jump into and look at some of what I think are the highlights of the card set. I will say right now, and I'll probably mention again in the review, there's a great Facebook page dedicated to uh, the Versus Card Game, and several of the Upper Deck uh, employees participate in there once in a while and kind of drop little hints and spoilers and things in there. Uh, so I will put a link to that here to take a look at that. Uh, but it is definitely the best community online in terms of, uh, you know, verses and stuff. So anyway, let's jump into some of the cards and things in there, and then I'll tell you what I think about it. Okay, here's everything you'll get in the box. Now, I did get two of these, and I got two copies of the base set. I think that's actually a decent idea if you're going to get really into the game. I don't think it's so necessary with this, but uh, if you get one of these sort of early pre-order copies, you'll see... Uh, you have these sort of foily, gold leaf kind of looking cards here for some of the um, superheroes there, the main characters. Uh, you will get four villains in possibly one box and then maybe four defenders in another. But it's kind of a blind buy in that case. These are sort of just like promos. But you don't need to do that because the A-Force set that's coming out soon is going to have all eight of these anyway. Unless you really wanted to have all eight now and then trade if you get you know duplicates of the, the villains then you can get two but i don't think two is really necessary and two boxes isn't necessary for the main set either it just makes building multiple copies of different decks you know for playtesting a little bit easier but uh anyway you get the box you get a one little two-pager pamphlet there of new rules and keywords and stuff not a whole lot of information and then you get here a stack of defender cards and a stack of the villain cards, which I'm going to go into. So first we've got the man of the hour here, Daredevil, the man without fear. And so his ability is during combat, you can pump one of these locations and he strikes with double his attack this combat. And it takes three XP to level up when Daredevil gets attacked and he's protecting a character, he gains XP. And that just means he's in front of a character. So if we look at this one here, the next one, when he levels up, you can see enemy players must play with their hands revealed if he uses that location ability there. An enemy player may pay uh, this little symbol there during the main phase to end that effect. So he can sort of see because he's blind and he has super senses. Uh, he can look and see the enemy's hand there. Next we've got Doctor Strange and you can see he's got an ability to draw a card. Uh, also he's going to level up and get XP every time he draws a card. So. Uh, he, he's basically going to get an XP every turn, and then once he's leveled up, you can use this location icon there. Choose any number of characters for each, remove its plus one counters, and put that many minus one counters on it, or vice versa. So that can be pretty devastating to swing either your guys up or your opponent guys down. Now Ghost Rider here has been getting some buzz on the different boards and stuff, and so he seems like he may be a good main character going through in the metagame. So his ability is you gotta play both of these, stun an enemy character that attacked since the end of your last turn. Now you gotta spend two locations for that, but it's just an auto stun. And then when another character on your side gets KO'd on an enemy player's turn, the Ghost Rider gains an XP. 
So he's kind of like daring, you know, people to attack him. Now when he levels up, it's kind of small text here, if Ghost Rider is ready, drive him over to the enemy row. He may make any number of melee attacks one at a time against characters in that row. When Ghost Rider gets stunned or you're done attacking, then you move him back to your side exhausted. So he can just go drive over there, breaking any kind of protection or anything like that, and just go pick off characters onesie-twosie that way. So next here we've got Luke Cage, and this one is also seems to be getting some good deck builds uh, happening. Uh, so he may also be a possible tier one uh, main character deck. So you can see during combat, if Luke gets done during this combat, he doesn't get a wound. Uh, that's similar to his uh, supporting character in the base set. And during your build phase, you may pay any amount of resource points to give Luke Cage that much experience. And so you can try to level him up quickly into this 6-6 six, six character here, which also has the ability to search your hand, deck, or KO pile for an Iron Fist supporting character and put him into one of your rows. I'll show you Iron Fist in a minute. Now here's Angel, he cannot be ranged attack, and during the main phase he can heal a wound from one of your supporting characters. Very nice. Now he is relatively weak there, he's only got one hit point, he's a 2-3. Now Hellcat's also interesting, while she's attacking an exhausted character, it can't strike back at her. Now here's Dagger, when Dagger appears, remove all minus one counters from characters on your side, and characters on your side cannot get minus one counters. Now here's Iron Fist, Iron Fist cannot be ranged attacked. When Iron Fist strikes a character, this combat stun that character. So he's just got to hit him. Now that's going to cost you a location ability there. Here's a very interesting ability here with Scarlet Witch, also very thematic. She has Hex, and what this means is enemy characters can't level up. They can still gain experience, but if they've met their experience criteria, they're not going to be able to level up as long as she's face up and in play. Now I'm just going to kind of jump ahead here because I'm not going to cover every card. Just kind of some of the more interesting ones. Now Moon Knight here is a four cost and you can discard any character to power up Moon Knight. So if I want to, I could discard this cloak to power up Moon Knight and give him a plus one, plus one counter. Now here's Punisher, who I think is a very deadly five drop. So when Punisher stuns a defending supporting character, KO it. So it's just gonna die right away, uh, even if it only has one hit point. So the Punisher also has the location ability. If Punisher is in ranged combat, he cannot be struck back this combat. Now here's Valkyrie, she's got a relatively situational ability. You can, during the build step, recruit characters from your KO pile instead of just out of your hand. Now War Machine, he's got a very expensive ability of KOing a supporting character just straight knock him out. Now here's a very, very interesting plot twist, maybe the most interesting on the set here. It says choose a team affiliation. If all characters on your side have that team affiliation, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of them. So this kind of favors building, uh, you know, more mono team decks instead of just splashing every last, you know, character that's the best at each drop, supposedly. So this is a very cool, uh, different uh, plot twist. And then you get a bunch of locations. You have a bunch of these also, uh, kind of the standard locations that give you the one symbol that aren't necessarily affiliated with a specific team. You get a lot of those extra in the set. So here's what might be the most interesting main character Maybe not the best, but to me it's the most interesting. So let's look at his location here. Uh, this cost here, you're gonna pay, reveal the top five cards of your deck, put a location from among them into your hand and the rest in the bottom. And then he's gonna get, uh, when the location appears on your side, the Kingpin gains an XP. Now, if we take a look at this here, once he levels up, you can pay any of these different location types here, uh, put a plus one, plus one counter on a character. You may use this power any number of times 
on your turn. So it's kind of a way to fish out locations, uh, which might also, you know, combo with some of your other characters, your supporting character special abilities. Uh, but then he's got, you know, this other cool ability that he can also use himself. So pretty interesting kind of location fishing because that's such a big part of, you know, the strategy of this game. Now here's another interesting one, um, Venom. So it says, if Venom recovered this turn, put two plus one plus one counters on him. So you got to spend that to do it. But whenever you put a plus one plus one counter on him, you've seen there's several cards that do that, he gets an experience. So he's going to level up to this, and then he's going to have symbiosis until your next recovery phase if you pay that cost, which means he can have plus one plus one counters while stunned. So he could be really big, you know, get stunned. As long as you've got this location cost to spend, he's going to retain those. So that could be very big. Now similar, you've got Carnage, who's a very interesting one drop. When Carnage stuns an enemy character or gets stunned, put a plus one counter on him. Well, what do you mean he gets stunned? But he's also got symbiosis, so he can have plus one plus one counters on him. Now he's got two wounds that he can do, uh, so he's not going to die right away. So he can very quickly sort of start to build up from this sort of weak starting point, hopefully, and then, you know, kind of grow from an early age. Now here's another interesting character, and this is Mary Walker. Uh, now there's actually four different copies of Mary Walker. So you can see these two are different. They're both Mary Walkers, but they all have different abilities. So the thing to note here is they all have this one of a kind. You may only have one of this card in your deck. So normally you get four copies of the same card, same character, but these are four copies of the same person, but they all have different special abilities. They can be used to power each other up. So this is a new kind of interesting mechanic and kind of fits, you know, thematically with her as well. Uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Now we also have Rhino, and so Rhino is another interesting ability. Rhino must be your first attack each turn if able. He can be involved in a team attack, so you've got to attack with him right away. But when Rhino attacks an enemy player, may pay uh, this ability to stun him. But if you take a look at him, he's a two drop, and he's a five three. So he can also come out very quick, kind of in an aggro type of deck and start smashing a player who maybe doesn't even have this ability or you're kind of forcing him to spend it to just stun him. So he's gonna come out pretty quick out of the gate. So here we've got Bullseye, uh, another just interesting ability. You can pay this ability, remove a plus one, plus one counter from Bullseye if you do wound a face-up supporting character. Uh, this could be one of those kind of broken things that you can do because there's a lot of ways to get plus ones out and you can just remove it. Of course, you gotta pay that ability and then you can just straight up stun a character. Or excuse me, wound his character. And I should say, um, when you wound them, you're not going to stun them. It's just going to put a wound on them. So it could kill them if they don't have that many hit points. Uh, but you kind of wound them without actually stunning them. Now, the supporting character for Kingpin is actually also very interesting. Well, let's take a look at this. So you pay this location. And if there are two or more other villain characters on your side... Kingpin takes over being your main character and your current main character becomes a supporting character. So you can see he's got a decent amount of health here and he's got two wounds on him. So it's possible that you could use this kind of as a saving grace. You know, your main character becomes weakened and then he kind of moves in and takes over. Uh, a couple more plot twists. I just like this one because of kind of the sarcasm. So it says fair and balanced and it says put a plus one counter on a character and a minus one counter on a character. Just kind of balance things out. I think this one might end up being kind of a staple in a lot of decks 
that have these villains here. Uh, finally, this last card, the plot twist, also an interesting card. Stun a defending supporting character on your side, but it doesn't get wounded. That's a very interesting thing to do. So you can just kind of, you take him out, you know, your opponent's going to waste an attack on him, but he's not going to absorb a wound. He's going to kind of go into hiding in his little stun phase and then be able to come back to fight another day. Okay, so that is the Defender's Expansion for Versus. Uh, I like it. I haven't really had a chance to really explore all of it. I've done some basically net decking from the Facebook group I told you about, and then, you know, swapping in plot twists here and there and different things. Uh, I will say it seems like the metagame itself has shifted a little bit. Uh, there's some conflicting kind of reports about it. Uh, you know, some people say Thanos is still the number one deck to beat, and some other people say, no, we saw these other results from these other tournaments. Um, there's not a lot of organized play, but it is kind of seeming like it's starting to get some traction. There are some organized play kits that have been released. That's some really cool prizes, I think. Uh, so we're going to see some interesting stuff come up with, you know, this set and then also the A4 set, which should be coming out here like in a couple of weeks at most. Uh, there was a little bit of a delay with this one. Uh, they have fixed the card quality issues that were uh, present in the at least the initial print runs of the base set. Uh, these are definitely uh, much nicer. They don't chip, at least, as, uh, as the other ones did. Uh, but I think this is a must-have. I would certainly, if you were just trying to get into this game now, just get one base set and one of these. And you can, you know, if you go shop online and stuff, you can find them for a reasonable price and get your feet in the door. And then A-Force is coming out here in a couple of weeks. Um, so it's a fun game. I think, you know, even if the organized play doesn't take off, and organized play in my area doesn't happen at all unless it's magic or Warhammer stuff or War Machine and stuff like that. Uh, we don't even have like a Netrunner scene or anything. I think there's some small smattering of X-Wing stuff that happens, but in terms of LCGs and that kind of stuff, it doesn't happen. And I don't, you know, their Yu-Gi-Oh stuff happens too, but... Um, this is a fun game to play, and there's lots of cool decks that you can build and kind of have your own little metagame, you know, locally with your friends and, and family and, you know, kind of the kitchen table idea. I think there's a ton of variety in here um, in terms of, you know, playing kind of your favorite superheroes and your what-if matchups. And now we have kind of more of that, that street-level you know, type of character, the Defenders characters, kind of the Netflix heroes, which is really cool. And I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the A-Force set coming up as well. Uh, so I think there's a lot of variety now in the game, and I think there's going to be a lot of different uh, decks and things that people can play with. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe if there's a tournament at Origins or even at Gen Con, I know there's going to be another kind of 10K type of event. Um, and they're also going to be releasing, of course, uh, Alien vs. Predator, I think, at Gen Con. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, where the game kind of heads. And they did sort of, uh, you know, don't take this as gospel, but, you know, they did kind of hint that they might be returning to Marvel um, at some point, maybe in the near medium future. That's just me kind of projecting a little bit, but there was kind of a hint dropped in terms of them kind of relooking at adding some Marvel stuff. So it it's definitely a good engine. It's going to be accessible and easy enough for folks to get into and play, not so overbearing like a possibly a, a Netrunner or, you know, Star Wars, the card game. It's very easy, straightforward to play, but you're going to get a lot of good variety out of the decks, especially uh, with this expansion. I mean, you know, one of the things I've just been playing it, you know, online there and, uh, you know, just trying out new decks, trying out new stuff. There's so many things to just really try and explore 
uh, now that there's two sets out there. And I don't really know what's good, honestly, because my sort of frame of reference is, is pretty minimal. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if some kind of organized play does take off and we get some good, uh, some good metagame happening. Thanks.